Our Old Testament reading comes from Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, verses 15 through 20. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways and observing his commandments, decrees and ordinances. Then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if you turn your hearts away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. My friends, I attest, and I believe throughout history, God has inspired, encouraged, and empowered humankind through God's spirit and scriptures to keep and to obey God's commandments. I believe it is safe to say that in all of God's grace, mercy, and love towards us, God has provided us not only with the basic instructions before leaving earth, but also a picture of the results of obedience and disobedience. I believe this picture is a picture that shows us how to stay in positive relationship with God and others. This picture shows us how it looks to be restored from our shortcomings. And this picture shows us how God can bless us in innumerable ways that are above and beyond all that we ask or think. Personally, I think God's picture of us and for us is beautifully and wonderfully made. My friends, although I argue that God wants to bless us, I equally believe it is up to us to abide in God's will, seek God's voice, obey God, and follow God. It is a matter of choice whether we believe it or not. Pastor Thomas, this is what we call free will in Wesleyan theology. God continually reminds us of God's solid declaration or promises to us. However, my friends, our bad choices often lead us astray. Thus, it is up to us to make choices that would either lead us towards blessings or lead us 
down dark alleys of shortcomings that will eventually pull us away from God. Again, the choice is ours. And it's here in this Deuteronomy text, we can hear Moses reminding the Israelites that God wants to be in fellowship with them. This solid declaration came on the heels of the people's isolation from God because of their disobedience. It was not a matter of God removing God's self from them. Instead, my friends, the busyness of the people's sin and disobedience drowned out the voice of God for them. Yet, in all of God's mercy, grace, and love towards them, God once again called out louder to them to get back on track. In other words, my, my friends, God called them back to a place of spiritual holiness. God wanted their hearts to experience the full enjoyment of God's presence with them. God wanted to restore their relationship with God. This correlates with John Wesley's sermon, A Circumcision of the Heart, where he, he called this relationship, and I quote, life-giving and a reciprocal love between God and God's people, end quote. Although God called the people of this biblical text back, to a relationship with God, God also urged and encouraged them to repent. Repentance, my friends, seems to be a word that we often neglect or we fail to openly talk about it in our Christian faith. We want blessings and a good life from God, but we seldom listen to God. My friends, make no mistake, God wants us to turn away from those things that separate us from God, including God's blessings. I think this message, my friends, is still relevant even for us today. As stated earlier, I believe God wants to bless us in innumerable ways. However, I also believe that God wants us to repent of our sinful ways and obey God. And God continues to provide various means of grace for us to turn from our sinful ways, go in better directions, and heed the voice of God. I believe in all of God's provenient grace, God has gone and continues to go on before us in ways opening Doors that no one could shut. Shutting doors that we are not meant to go on and making a way out of no way when it appears to be no way. My friends, I, I do believe that God is merciful towards us and wants the best for us. But as children of God, I repeat again, we must listen and obey God. You know, whenever, uh, when our children were much younger, I remember how Chasey and I learned how to convince our children to do the right things, including obeying us. We tried punishment, we tried firm words, and we tried to use scare tactics 
But we discovered that our children were resilient and they learned how to wait us out. Woo, it gets tiresome sometimes. After talking to some friends who experienced similar concerns with their children, we discovered a psychological practice of using positive reinforcement. <laughs> Rather than punishing them for the mistakes they made, we held them accountable by rewarding them for their behavior. For example, I remember telling one of our children, which shall remain nameless, but he's still here with us. <laughs> we rem I remember telling this one child that I was... I was not going to take away his toys for not listening to us. But I was going to reward him with a break from his toys until he showed us that he was ready to receive them back. You see how that worked? I didn't take it away, but I rewarded him. Let me take it a little deeper, my friends. I told this particular child that I was obligated to give him what he earned based on his behavior. I told him that he could voluntarily choose to play with his toys or involuntarily take a break for them. The choice was his. We were consistent in our positive reinforcement to the point they both got it, although they are still a work in progress. Y'all, please pray for me. But my friends, I think this applies to all of us, whether we are young, middle-aged, or older. We all are on journeys that should lead to improvement, lest any one of us should think that we have fully arrived. I believe we learn better whenever consistency is a driving force to help us stay on track. We all occasionally need reminders to help us stay or get back on track. Similar to how God reminded the Israelites through positive reinforcement, in this Deuteronomy text, I believe God is also inspiring, encouraging, and empowering us today. God's solid declaration or promises has not change. God has always been faithful, my friends. God is still calling us to life and prosperity. However, we could choose death and adversity through our choices. And I believe we can stay or get back on track with the help of the Spirit in several ways. First, we can make it a point to consistently read, study, and meditate on God through scriptures and prayers. Secondly, we can enhance our spiritual formation by staying in fellowship with other Christian disciples through small groups, participating in service projects, attending various church experiences, including worship or Wednesday night supper, and praying 
for others in whatever state they may find themselves. Third, we can draw closer to God by supporting and being attentive to the sacraments, whether we are receiving communion together or vowing to nurture someone after they get baptized. Lastly, my friends, we can show mercy where mercy needs to be shown by visiting the sick, visiting those that are in prison, feeding the hungry, sheltering the homeless, mentoring a child, or fighting against injustice to name a few. I agree with the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King where he said injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Simply put, my friends, God has given us many ways to stay in right relationship with God and others. Therefore, in closing, I want to encourage and challenge us to yearn for the presence of God in all that we do and say. God wants to bless us. However, it is incumbent upon us to repent from our sinful ways, obey God, turn in the right directions, and seize opportunities to draw closer to God and others. God wants to be in right relationship with us. Just as we breathe the invisible air around us, knowing it gives us life, God, in all of God's mysterious ways, wants to be with us. God wants to sustain and guide us. Indeed, we are not alone. God is with us. Let us pray. Merciful and gracious God, for too long we have kept you out of our lives in more ways than one. We know that we were born into sin and we need your divine grace. No longer can we close the door to you when we hear you knocking. By faith and with the help of the Holy Spirit, help us to gracefully receive your gifts of life, restoration, and relationship. As your children, help us to respond to your voice, your guidance, your hope, and your solid declaration for us. Thank you for going before us, opening doors that no one could shut, shutting doors that are not meant for us, and making a way out of what appears to be no way. Likewise, Lord God, we pray for our brothers and sisters in our broader community, throughout the nation and around the world, who are feeling hopelessness for one reason or another. We pray for the grieving, the sick, the marginalized, those that are experiencing injustice, and those that need to hear from you. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, but more importantly, our souls to receive your grace and love. Lord, we are ready to trust you. Lead us forward by faith through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.